saw a post today that said, has anybody checked on Alicia Keys' husband? Who is that? <laughs> it made me laugh really hard. Did you watch the halftime performance? Of course not. I. Okay. It was Usher, though. Oh, that's that's good for him. Okay, sit. No, you, I mean, not right now, but you need to watch it. He danced. He sang his little booty off. He got very sweaty. Uh, he roller skated. He, like, choreographically uh, oh, roller skated. I did see that clip of the roller skating because you had posted it on social and it, yeah, it was fine. It was, it was amazing. Well, he, Alicia Keys was there for a hot second and they did like a very flirty little duet. And so that is what that is in regards to. And I thought it was very funny. Oh, no, in but... context, that's hilarious. Thank you. Okay. Well, okay. are we ready to well, cowbunga right into this episode? Is that a reference that I don't understand Yeah, it's yet? Ninja Turtles. Okay, great. Great, great, great. And I want to start, <laughs> I want to, instead of doing a quiz, because you you know nothing, obviously, about the toitles, I want to just take personality tests. So I'm going to start you off with that. Okay. It's your turn great. to pick up dinner. What's your go-to pizza order? Pepperoni, meat lovers, I don't like pizza, peanut butter and jelly, or pineapple and jalapeno? Those last two I know. are disturbing. If you chose that, you're a serial killer. Uh, pepperoni for me, please. Okay. You're grounded with no access to electronics. What do you read? Catcher in the Rye, Gossip Girl, What If, The Hardy Boys, or The Shadow Hero? Um, I'm, I'm going to say Hardy Boys only because it's the closest to Nancy yeah, Drew. I think that's fair. Okay. Thank you. You're at karaoke. <laughs> You're at karaoke. You're at karaoke night with your friends. What is your signature song? Ninja Rap by Vanilla Ice. Uh, there's a Taylor Swift song. We'll just skip that. Butter by <laughs> BTS. Break Stuff by Limp Biscuit or Blue Hawaii by Elvis Presley. What? I know these kind are of right. Yeah, just pick one. Shania Twain. What's closest to Shania Twain? Because Let's Go Girls would be my karaoke song. I know that's not the title. Um, I mean, not Limp Biscuit. No. Not Limp Biscotti. Um, not Vanilla. I like, what were the other ones? I'm BTS sorry. BTS or Elvis Presley. Oh, what the fuck is BTS? Okay, we'll go with Elvis Presley. BTS is okay, like a really popular K-pop boy band. Oh, we have talked about them. Yeah. Or maybe they would be closest to... You know what? Yes. Okay. Butter. You're butter. Butter. Pick an after-school activity. Party, party, party. Vigilanteism. Robotics club. Formage appreciation club. Student council meetings. You did a... Ooh, Formage is cheese, right? Yeah, that one. Cheese club. You see a bully picking on a classmate. What do you do? Write them up as hall monitor? Distract them with a joke? Join forces with the bully? Deliver a knuckle sandwich? Or tell a teacher? Tell a teacher. I'm a tattletale. We love a tattletale. What's your ideal Mm -hmm. pet? Fish, golden retriever, alley cat, chicken, baby turtles. (laughs) That was a hideous sound. Golden retriever. (laughs) Sorry. You're headed to band practice. What instrument do you play? I'm the manager, saxophone, keyboard, guitar, bass. Bass. Okay. You're meeting your buds at the arcade. How do you get there? Skateboard, motorcycle, van, blimp, blue line. What's a blue line? Public transportation. Like subway. Oh, all I could think of was the... Like the pregnancy line. Um, <laughs> that's a lot of steps like, to take to get to the arcade. Like, that's odd. Van is probably the, the bus closest. Or van. Yeah, I guess van. van's the closest. Your mom van. You are, yeah, you're Leonardo. You got 62.5% Leonardo, 25% Donatello, and 12.5% Splinter. Let's see if there's... Nope, doesn't tell you anything about yourself, but I can tell you about the turtles. I got Michelangelo. 
which is the orange turtle. You got the blue turtle. Okay. Are you going to explain to me the turtles, like thoughts behind the names at some point? Has it been killing you? Well, kind of, because as soon as I was hearing the name said on the episode that you had me watch, I was like, these are all very I the mean, Renaissance Michelangelo. painters. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. And I couldn't think of it. I was like Italian Renaissance. Renaissance. That's what it was. Renaissance. Renaissance. <laughs> oh, I put my phone down and that's where my notes are. <laughs> well, you should keep that up. I done sure should. So I will tell you all about that and more in today's episode, which I am actually jazzed for. I am so jazzed. I don't know I can tell. if you know this, but I am a Turtles fan. Pre this episode? Childhood? I, I didn't really. No, I didn't. As an adult, look at this. It's one of my prized comics. Oh, I, I was like, I, I can't see over there. I can only see what the screen shows me. Okay, and you sent me a photo of that. Uh, yes. I couldn't tell it was turtle stuff, though, because the it wasn't green the guy wasn't green so i was confused ob 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 okay we have a lot to go through um yes we do this is just okay so we're gonna just start at the beginning um if you have questions comments or concerns if they're dumb please keep them to yourself if they are (laughs) relevant or funny please raise your hand, except I won't be looking because I'll be looking at my screen. So maybe say something. If you see something, say something. (laughs) Well, I guess I'll just be silent. (laughs) (laughs) This is a presentation. This is going to be a PowerPoint episode, actually. Good. We'll post the slides. Yeah. If everybody could just log into our uh, Google Doc folder, we'll share it (laughs) and we'll be all good to go. Let's all get on a Slack together. God, that makes me want to just boil myself alive (laughs) speaking of i don't have a transition anyways teenage mutant ninja turtles the franchise was created by kevin eastman and peter laird it was a parody of i i don't know if it's so you see parody of written a lot but i sort of think it's a um a little bit of a an homage homage Okay. Two superheroes at the time, particularly Daredevil. Uh, both Eastman and Laird were slash are big fans of like Frank Miller, who wrote a bunch of Daredevil and Dark Knight titles, as well as Sin City he created, and Jack Kirby. Both of these names are huge in the comics industry. Jack Kirby is like one of the biggest names of all time in the comics industry. For instance, he created... The Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer, Avengers. So, like, oh, big wow. deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, what's crazy, so how, whoop, meh, boop, beep, beep, boop, pop, boop. I'm so excited. Rewind. <laughs> you are so excited. I, just, I can tell you're, like, stumbling over your words because you're Yeah, giddy. I just love the turtles. <laughs> okay. You got this. I can talk about the turtles and be cool and chill. You got this, little biscuit. You got this. Now, the Ninja Turtles. It's one of the best-selling media franchises of all time. Like, it's made over $17 billion. It's in the top 20. It's above huge properties like The Peanuts, Fortnite, Mario, and SpongeBob. Holy crap. Yeah. It's insane. I think it's... Scrampod? What? (laughs) Sorry. That's what my oldest used to call it. Spongebob. Oh, Scrampod. <laughs> Not Scrampod. Yeah, it's better than Scrampod, according to money. <laughs> it it ends up being, uh, off the top of my head, I can't quite remember, but I think it was uh, number 17 or 18 of the top 20. Damn. The top being Pokemon, which isn't very shocking. Oh, okay. But it's above a ton of huge media properties uh like the ones i listed also things like avengers or dragon ball which is kind of incredible Mm -hmm. and from the beginning um it might not seem like it was going to lead to this huge success but there are a lot of factors that separated the creation of the turtles from other the superhero juggernauts and other properties at the time one it was created by friends um eastman and laird 
created it kind of accidentally. Um, Eastman was just trying to make Laird laugh. So he drew like this little turtle as a ninja with nunchucks and wrote like (laughs) um, he wrote Ninja Turtle and Laird like riffed on that and added the teenage mutant part. And then they were kind of like they were trying to become uh, they they were trying to become successful in the comics industry, which is very hard to do. And they didn't really have any paid work at the time. So they're just like, fuck it. Why not? Like, let's just see what happens with this. Like, it could just be fun. <laughs> so w- the big difference about the creation of this and the creation of other properties in comics at the time is that a lot of those were like, Marvel being like, hey, uh, we need a new superhero and we need it in like two days. Come up with something like this was created just by happenstance, but also really from like or like really organically just from their friendship. And it was, of course, influenced a ton. Both of them were like huge comic book nerds. So it was influenced by their own love of the. Of the art. I suppose you could say. Yeah. And then. Yeah. They knew the genre and loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why kind of like a lot of people will say it's a parody of Daredevil, but I kind of feel like parody implies ridicule. And Mm -hmm. I think it's more of like a comedic take on a lot of things they loved and not so much like, like for instance, Watchmen is supposed to be like a commentary on comics at the time, but it's not said with a lot of love where I think this is. Oh, okay, sure. I have thoughts on Watchmen, by the way, but we're not here for that. We're we're not there we're yet. Not, we'll never be there. <laughs> You'll never be ready. <laughs> oh, I also wanted to mention a lot of the info I got was from it's Matt with I believe four T's. He did this really great YouTube video. I read, um, of course, I did like a brief overview of the wiki page and then kind of went from there. Some of it is just weird knowledge I know and I don't know why. <laughs> That's great. Other bits are from watching um, like clips of the toys that made us. We no longer have Netflix because Kelsey's parents. Well, Netflix was like, you can't share it between households anymore. Uh, And Kelsey's mm -hmm. parents decided for some reason, because they're paying for it, they should get to use it. So that's like. (laughs) Rude. Yeah, I know. So now we're living like peasants. (laughs) Netflix free. Wow. Yeah, it's terrible. That is not Netflix or chill. No, it is neither of those. And fuck you, Netflix. Mm-mm. This is why people are becoming pirates again. <laughs> and I'm about it. Fuck all of y'all. Where were we? Arg. Arg. That's what pirates say. So some other kind of cool things about the creation of Turtles and what set it apart was, one, because it was just the two of them working on it, there was no... Like, they didn't have editors. They didn't have a bunch of oversight of people telling them, like, this is the direction the story needs to go or cut that. Like, they really were just making it and having fun, which from, like... Sounds familiar. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Except, like, what you're referencing doesn't have, I would say, the same success and grittiness. But that's okay. This also likes pizza. This being us. (laughs) We do. We love pizza. Mm, Love that pizzazzies. Uh, Another cool thing was that, and this is something that Matt with four T's talked about, is that how, so how comic books are normally made or were is like you have somebody writing it and they get like a storyboard scripts and then they're like drawing. You have the artist, another person drawing it is like a very simplified. This is how comics are made. What was really cool is that they would work on the same pages just like passing them back and forth and both working on art and story and that's cool yeah it's it's really cool and I don't know of another comic I'm sure there are others that have since done that but like I don't know of another one that has so yeah it's not the typical way things are done yeah and I think what's cool is that it really I mean it really meshes the vision into something unique because it's not just like one person's idea of the story it's kind of becoming almost like this third thing because it's neither of theirs it's kind of both of them together if that makes sense yeah it does so they got a thousand dollar loan to sell like to print their first issue and they printed three thousand copies every single one of them sold 
That's amazing. That's bananas. Then the bananas double and it's like banana split time because they do a second <laughs> printing of 6,000 and those sell out. Damn. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the for issue two, they're like, well, we need to print more. So between the first, I think the first print run went up to 15,000, which also sold out. And so between the first and second uh, printings of issue two, they sold over 40,000 copies. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now, sorry, how, how were they going about selling these? Did they have like vendors that were selling that? How, I guess, how was that process working? Mm, I remember. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I just, I didn't know if that was again, like a typical, if you start a comic, this is who you sell it to, or you have to do this first kind of thing. That is a great question. I don't know why I didn't. Okay. Okay. Um. So how they first sold them was they just advertised it in Comics Buyer's Guide magazine. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, at this point, yeah. So the first, I mean, the first few issues, they were selling themselves. Like, they weren't with a company or anything yet. They were just like, wow. howdy ho. Yeah. Obviously, though, with this crazy success of, like, a true indie comic, publishers started to notice. Mm-hmm. And As they yeah, and with like the crazy success of the first two issues selling, man, it would have been like over 50,000 copies together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eastman left his job and moved to Connecticut, which is where Laird was living. And they started to work on the book full time. And then I love this detail. So in 1948, they created their own studio called Mirage Studios. And the reason they called it Mirage is because the idea of a studio was kind of a mirage. They're like, it was just the two of us in like our living room. Oh, I love that. And I also missed what time period we were in. Holy crap. I didn't realize it was that far back. Oh, yeah. So so the, yeah, the the Ninja Turtles are from the 80s, like early mid 80s. Oh, did you say 48 or 84? 84. I I mean, maybe I said 48, but I meant 1984. I heard 48 and I was like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. Well, <laughs> I didn't realize we were back that far. I'm also tragically dyslexic, so I could have said that, but it's 1984, everybody. Okay. I mean, still a long time. Mm-hmm. I just, okay. I'm on the same page <laughs> for now, but I will get lost again. So, you know, you're talking about like earlier the tortles, their personalities, their weird names, and like they have like different colored masks. So something that I actually did not know is that originally um, they all had red masks, but that changed because with all of the like fanfare over the turtles, um, Playmates, which was this... Sorry, I have to take a breath. I forget when I'm doing this. <sighs> so yeah, okay. So they originally, like I said, they had the red masks and then they started getting um, interest from toy companies and TV executives. And they ended up going with Playmates, which was actually a smaller company at the time that was trying to compete with like Mattel and Hasbro. And mm-hmm. Playmates is what got the turtles their first tv show because they were like these toys like the comic is really popular but the comic is actually really like the original comic is actually pretty violent and it's not it it was not aimed towards kids so they're like to sell these toys we need to make a tv show because that's like the best way to sell toys and there are actually a lot of products that are only toys because or like they're only TV shows because they wanted to sell the toys. So this is like one of those oh, cases where they're like, we'll make a TV show. Um, and in the TV show, like they get the different mask colors and the violence was turned down quite a bit because it needed to be for kids. And during mm-hmm. this period, it's legit what is called Turtles Mania. <laughs> sure. Like the toys were selling it, it, I, I think it was something like they sold a billion in one year. I think it was like 1990, they sold a billion. Oh my gosh. It was banana bread. Uh, like I said, the the show was created to help sell the toys and it kind of hit like the, the toys and the TV show hit at a really perfect time because 
it was like smack dab in the 80s and 90s where like 80s was really like these straight laced kind of kind of more boring heroes where the turtles were really influenced by like surfer and skate culture and like they loved pizza and they were actual teenagers (laughs) and they were like a little edgier while still being good guys which was like Mm -hmm. perfect leading into the 90s yeah yeah absolutely all that stuff however what's what is kind of sad is that like Laird and Eastman their like whole dream their whole thing was like we we want to make a living from comic books and they had done that but also with great success can come a lot of creative differences and a lot of stress and pressure so they had a falling out only it was it started around issue 10 no yeah it was like issue 10 and i think it's something like issue 12 um they had cited as like the last time they really ever saw eye to eye on (gasps) content and the original run only lasted 62 issues like the original black and white run oh that makes me sad it gets a little sadder like um in 2000 laird and because eastman got to the point where he was just like done he was over it i mean at that point it had been like 16 ish years of this property and he Mm -hmm. and Laird were not getting along they were just like creatively at different places and as they had more responsibilities with you know as it became more successful with like uh, the TV shows and the toys and like the overview of all these creative processes and whatnot they just didn't their relationship suffered from it, like their friendship suffered. And so in 2000, oh. Laird and Mirage bought Eastman's shares. They would later buy the remaining, his like remaining rights in 2008. Which. And that was just it? Well. They never reconciled? We'll see what happens, but we're going to take okay. a little break from them and talk about how Image started publishing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics in the 90s and they were in fact very 90s and just like just not it I mean they didn't really have they didn't have (laughs) they didn't really have like Laird or Eastman involved or not really they didn't have Laird or Eastman involved and they were like they're just weird and not like weird like the turtles the turtles are fucking weird they're like four brothers who are mutants living in a sewer with their rat dad <laughs> slash mentor right. but like this wasn't the cool kind of weird it was just like eh, this ain't it bud oh. but then laird surprised fans when he suddenly like picked up where the og story ended and began making new black and white tmnt tmnt there we go comics via mirage again that was around like 2001 and this i would say it was like the second era almost of turtles because it really revitalized the property and it brings us to the ninja turtles cartoon that i grew up with which is the one that i had you watch with the girls okay here we are yes so that uh season one episode one came out in 2003 and i would love to hear your thoughts and the girls' thoughts on watching it. The picture you sent of them watching was really cute. They were, yeah, they were pretty zoned in at that point. Well, let me pull up my notes from them. I don't have a ton. Uh, I definitely had questions watching because I know nothing about this and I only watched this one episode. But yes, just wondering like what happened to them, why they're mutant ninja turtles, mm-hmm. uh, why yeah. their quote unquote dad is a a rat ninja guy Mm -hmm. um he calls them my sons a lot and it came across a little creepy no it's found family okay 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 that makes me feel better um i just wanted to be like a grooming situation (laughs) again what one episode okay i know nothing this is just one episode uh let's see so as we were watching oh i'll I'll beep their names it'll make it easier probably okay um as she was watching her first little comment was they're probably called ninjas because they have such cool skills she's fucking right i mean that's facts or facts Facts or facts um i asked so at the end of that episode and we did finish it they'd even been like playing a game on the tablet and like switching turns and they both kind of zoned in on it more than i thought 
Uh, said it's cool i wouldn't say it's my favorite but i liked it i liked the ninja thing i didn't like that they were boys uh it wasn't my favorite that they were turtles (laughs) (laughs) that is maybe i can hear i can hear it in her voice and that is just excellent like i liked it but not my fave i have notes Uh well oh she did laird and eastman (laughs) are both still kicking maybe they'll hear this maybe a reincarnated Ninja Turtle story, but they're all girls and also not turtles. And also not turtles. <laughs> the Ninja, not turtles. The Ninja. Not she me. just, <laughs> she kept saying throughout the episode, I, why couldn't they be Ninja cats? I mean, that's like, yeah, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. She said that a few times and I'm like, honey, I don't know. We're watching this for Auntie Sid. I don't, I don't know if why they're it's, turtles. This is like over 20, 20 years old. Isn't that crazy? The show that you showed your kids is from 21 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But they seem to like, they liked the action. Uh, my youngest said, I like their skills. She used that word again. <laughs> and how they defeat people. So, <laughs> Not bad guys, just you know. people. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, I guess she didn't, uh. She didn't make that clear, but you know. I also just, I don't know. I, I picture your littlest. It sounds like such a, um, like your yearly review. I don't know. I just like, <laughs> I like their skills. Uh, you do these vague things well, and I appreciate <laughs> your contributions to the company. Thank you, Turtles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pre- appreciate the effort. Uh, there are some things you could work on. <laughs> your oldest forward. has a lot of notes on those. <laughs> Oh my gosh, she was funny. <laughs> I am so excited that they did seem to like it because I, I was trying to gauge whether they would get into it or not. And I'm like, I think mm-hmm. because, I mean, the Ninja Turtles have been successful for over two decades. I'm like, I think there has to be something there that is still getting kids into it. So I thought that would maybe that magic would work. I did know as I figured, especially your oldest would not like that. They were boys. No. Um, She's like, but, but they're boys. Uh, Are we okay with that? What, what's happening there? Will there be girls at some point? There will April O'Neil, but uh, yeah, that is uh, that. It makes me really excited that they, they liked it. That's super cute. Um, I have a few notes on it and then I'd like to hear, your if you have any other notes one one of the things that blows my mind is that the voice of donatello which has always been my favorite turtle he's the one in the purple mask is sam regal which is a member of critical role which is one of my favorite things ever okay so i know none of like all of this doesn't make sense to you really but it's just i really like this voice actor and i didn't know he was in another thing i really liked Oh, well, that's cool. It's always yeah. fun to find something out like that. Yeah. Um, the theme song, not the best, not the best of the 90s it's so and 2000s. Long. It's really long and it's not very good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Every time, because I watched a couple episodes and every time I watched it or I saw the theme song, I was just like, huh, seems like it could have ended a while ago. Also, just yes. it, it sounds like it, it just feels like somebody forgot that they had an assignment due. Yeah. No, I, it's funny that you say that because I too was thinking like, wow, this is, this is still going. One, two, three, four. Sorry. (laughs) Like you can count. (laughs) It's kind of like the Paw Patrol theme song. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, it just sort of, you're like, okay. I mean, (laughs) did you pay money for this? Yeah. Like could have, could have done better. Could have done better. But Mm -hmm. I was surprised. I actually found it kind of fun to watch again as an adult. Uh, The premise is just that the brothers are separated from Master Splinter. They have to risk going above ground. And then they meet just the best fucking thugs. The character design of the thugs (laughs) of the purple dragons killed me. Killed me. They're the most like 90s, early 2000s gangsters where there's like leather jackets. Somebody has like blue kind of like anime hair like they they yeah they very much you can kind of start seeing like anime influences with the turtles Mm -hmm. and it's um it's just it is that (laughs) then i watched the only other episode i could find for free 
I found uh, episode four where they meet Casey Jones, which is the vigil auntie who wears the hockey mask. And in that oh. episode, so let's just let's just get into the turtles personas. Oh wait, let's do. Do it. you have more notes on the episode? Not really. I was mostly confused because I'm like, I'm assuming you get more backstory as it goes on, but I was just going into it cold and I'm like, I have no idea who these boys are or why they live underground with a rat man. Okay, perfect. That I can answer. So great. The there's been different iterations of the Ninja Turtles, but the main one is that uh, they accidentally they're they are four just normal turtles who uh, accidentally get some ooze, some radioactive ooze spilled on them, which is very similar and is a reference to Daredevil because that's how he gets his powers, is that it's like he gets ooze and then he's blinded, but he has his Daredevil powers. Yes. Thank you. You said they started out as normal turtles? Yes, like just little pet store baby turtles. Okay, okay, because I was thinking... The opposite. Like, they were normal boys and then... Okay, sorry. No, they started as normal normal little baby turtles. Normal turtles. Same thing is Splinter, their master, Mm -hmm. was also just a rat, but also got um, oozed on. (laughs) Please don't say it like that. Oozed. And so he, he trained them how to be ninja warriors. And because, like, they're they're living in New York, and there's, like, a lot of weird shit in New York, but, like, seeing a full-ass mutant turtle, you know, like, people aren't going to respond well. It's a lot. Yeah, so yeah. he has them hiding underground. And in sure. a lot of iterations, the reasons they go above ground, like, they have some plot reasons. In the most recent animated movie, which is so good, I just think it would scare the girls, but you should watch it, because it has some... Like, the jokes and the kids' voice acting, so, so good. Um, okay. The But, like, those boys, they go on little missions to pick up, like, supplies just that they need, like, groceries and toilet paper and things like that. And you can just see they, like, so desperately want to be normal teenagers that they start Aww. risking going out a little bit more. And in... Um, in doing so, they end up accidentally distracting a girl who gets, it's April O'Neil, who gets her scooter stolen. And then Leonardo, who ends up, who's always in whatever iteration is like the group's leader. He's the most responsible, the okay. most like disciplined. He's the guy, he wears the blue mask. And they all okay. have different weapons. So yeah, he is like, we have to get her scooter back. And things ensue. It's delightful. In the comics and in other iterations, like, they pretty much all have these, like, key elements of their personality. So, like I said, blue one is Leonardo or Leo. And he is the most disciplined. He, oh, God, why am I forgetting their weapons? Does he have the, um, the tridents? No, the, the tridents are used by... Oh, and what are they actually called? I need to know what they're actually called because it's going to make me want to um, ninja mega trident. S a i s. I don't know how to say that. Sais sais sasusis was those. Anyways, Tridents. those things are Raphael's. Leonardo has he has the dual wield swords. Okay. We'll go to Raphael next. He has what you have dubbed the tridents, and what I cannot pronounce. He has. Those stabby forks. Stabby forks, and yes. Raphael is the one who's like always angry and looking for a brawl. Okay. He's the hot headed one, which, according to mm-hmm. Matt with four T's, um, it's supposed to be uh, Donatello and Raphael are supposed to be based on uh, Eastman and Lard. Laird, not Lard. My bad. Laird. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Whoop the poozles. <laughs> Maybe that's what they thought about. <laughs> Bully. He's like, quit calling me Lard. That's not my that's name. That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. Oh, yeah. They call me Lard. <laughs> they call me Tridents. That's <laughs> not my name. <laughs> that's not my name. 
It's not though. Laird. It's my not. dad. He's he apparently, according to Matt with four T's, uh, Donatello is supposed to be like his little caricature and Raphael is supposed to be Eastman's. So well, let's just go to uh, Donatello next, which is once again, my fave turtle. He uses a bow staff. Uh, he is the purple turtle. And what? It's just the way you turtle. said it. Sorry. <laughs> turtle. And he's like, he's this, he's usually the brains and like the techie guy with like bunches of bunches, like a bunch of gadgets and little experiments and whatnot. Okay. And then finally, the turtle that I got in my quiz. Remember, you got Leonardo, which you totally would. I got <laughs> Michelangelo, which is the orange turtle. He has nunchucks, and he's the least disciplined, but the fastest and um, the most fun-loving. Is he the one who talks like a surfer? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Because that one, I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. I was like, why is he talking like he has that? Very, he definitely has like younger sibling vibes. Yeah, he was always just like, bruh, dude. And I'm like, who are you? It's Michelangelo. Yes, he is the youngest sibling for yeah. sure. Yeah, or they call him like often Mikey. Mikey, okay. The reason th- – I feel like that's more fitting than Michelangelo. Yeah. The reason that um, Eastman and Laird gave them Renaissance names, I, the only reason I found is that it was just like at first because they are ninjas, they were going to go with Japanese names, but then they were just like, this just fits the vibes. Okay, just kind of the like silly. I don't. I don't even know how to explain the vibes of the turtles if you haven't, which is probably bad since I'm doing this episode. Um, Interesting. Just yeah, because like I comedic. It's like comedic, but it's shockingly heartfelt. Hmm. And it yeah, it does a really good job of not taking itself too seriously, but still having moments that have like shocking levity to them. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting because as soon as I heard the names, I was like, I can't quite figure out what is going on here because it. It kind of came out of left field, but at the same time, I was like, all right. I mean, sure. I I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. It just like when you know the turtles, it just kind of works. That's funny. Okay. All right. Well, do you know what? They can do whatever they want. They can. Okay. I wanted to – I asked Justin about his thoughts because he also really liked the turtles. Okay. Okay. So he, let's see. So I was like, any thoughts and feelings on the turtles I could share for the pod? And he said, oh boy, uh, what ones are you covering? And I said, 2000s cartoon, various comic runs. We shall not speak of Michael Bay. And so, oh God, we okay. shan't. I don't get that either. Michael but... Bay, I guess we're speaking Isn't about Isn't he it. Transformers guy? Yeah, and he made live okay. action turtle movies. Two of them with Megan Fox. They are... Just look up look up a screenshot, please, and then you'll see why we do okay. not speak of Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles. I thought he and Megan Fox didn't work together anymore because of Transformers. Well, I don't. Was this pre? I don't know the Ninja Turtles live action movies. Riley said we weren't going to fucking talk about this, so I didn't look it up. You brought it up, Michael Bay Ninja I'm Turtles is from Stop like 2014. So it's after, because Transformers started in 2007. So what the fuck? I don't know. You can do a Megan Fox episode. Actually, you probably could. But anywho, please, yeah, please look at some images. I'm looking. It's okay. Do you see? Do you see their faces? So, like, what was Megan Fox's... She was playing April O'Neil. Oh, the lady you talked Mm -hmm. about. Oh, so she's not a turtle? She's not a turtle, no. Okay. But, like, look at those turtles. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't... They look like bulldogs that got their face smushed and their ears torn off. The faces are weird. Yeah. So we don't speak of it. Okay. Okay, Hmm. here's what Justin had to say. 
Uh, he said, the 2003 show, I fucking love that one. The animation was great and the stories were so dark at times. Pretty faithful to comics from what I was told, but still have some good humor elements. I don't know much about the comics. I've read some, but I didn't retain them all that well. I grew up on the 1987 show and the 90s movie. The 2012 cartoon is also really good, but the animation bothered me at times. The 2012 cartoon, they the animation style is really cool, but they purposefully went like they were definitely influenced by like anime and it's it's a very different style some people love it because of that others are just like this Mm. ain't my turtles and then okay justin adds the franchise is the main reason why i love pizza without turtles i wouldn't have a pizza addiction (laughs) i mean it's good that you know that yeah well when i think of the ninja turtles one of the first things i think of is pizza like oh funny i feel like they just made pizza such an icon they made pizza happen. They made pizza happen. <sighs> okay, and here's the thing. Again, I only watched an episode. I know there is some connection to pizza, but I don't – I mean, do they eat a lot of pizza? Yeah. Is that the thing? They just, like, so okay. regularly eat pizza, have jokes about pizza. pizza okay, pizza, pizza. so it's just, like, an iconic part of the mm-hmm. show. Part of the show. Gotcha, Part gotcha. of, um, like, some of the comics. Part of various shows. Okay. Um, but now, so we – are in the early 2000s we're moving on to 2009 where are you ready for a little bit more sadness so eastman is out right and he and laird aren't bffs laird sells pretty much everything to viacom like all the rights except the rights to create and publish black and white comics that's all he keeps but everything else it's in the hands of viacom okay and Viacom is a company. Yeah, a huge company. It's like Viacom and – are Viacom and Nickelodeon fucking – I feel like Viacom is just like <laughs> – I'm just on my phone looking more stuff up. <laughs> Sorry. I can. I always try and predict the questions you're going to ask, and they're never the ones you ask. Because I'm a dum-dum. This just says, a mass media company. Thanks, Google. Let's see, Nickelodeon, this is from, oh, there's Wikipedia. Nickelodeon gained a new facelift regarding programming and image that fall, and its ensuring success led it and its sister networks, MTV and VH1, being sold. Okay, Viacom owns them. Oh, okay. So they're, like, big time, big time. Yeah, like, so the thing that's funny is it's one of those things where I'm like, I know Viacom in that, like, it's a media company and it owns and produces a shit ton of stuff in the way that, Mm -hmm. like, if somebody mentioned Walmart as a brand, I would be familiar with it. But then if somebody was like, hey, what other companies does Walmart own or, like, tell me more about it as as a business, I'd be like, I don't know. But I'd also be like, oh, I know Walmart. That's how I feel about Viacom. (laughs) Okay. Anywho, they, they have the turtles by their little turtle tales in 2009 okay eastman did after like almost 15 years of a hiatus he did end up writing um in 2011 and uh he did end up writing some stories in 2011 for some new portal comics and then he did write um a few episodes in 2012 and 2016 uh but they had not worked together in a very long time um in fact though like idw started a new continuity of the turtles and they brought on this writer named tom um waltz and what was super cool is they brought on eastman and this really brought a different flavor to the turtles and was another kind of reintroduction for new generations i'm actually what's funny is i started reading the collected edition of eastman and um waltz's run i'm let's see Mm -hmm. where i'm at Boop, boop, boop. I, I didn't start reading it for this podcast. I just read it because I like the turtles. And I just happened yeah. to start it recently. It's just kind of funny how how it lined up. I am 52% of the way through. I am on page. I'm on page 215. Because okay. it's a compendium, pretty much. Or like a collected edition. So it's multiple issues make multiple volumes. And then multiple volumes go into collected editions or compendiums. Oh, okay. I never heard that word before. Yeah, I guess think about it like um like a, a an episode of a television show is like a comic issue. And then okay. The season, you could say is like the volume. 
And then I guess if you got like a super DVD that was like the entire Will and Grace series, that would be like a compendium. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm following. Sick nasty, bruh. Where was I? Okay, now I know this got... Compendiums. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to jump in my notes. So like I said, I'm reading that. Uh, I happen to just be reading the 2011 IDW run on the Turtles. It's has a lot of credits. I'm going to read them real quick. Kevin Eastman, Tom Waltz, Bobby Kernow, Sophie Campbell, and Jason Aaron. And the series reconceptualizes the Turtles' origin. They're still created by Radioactive Ooze, but the Turtles are reincarnations of um, Hamato Yoshi. He's a man in feudal Japan who leaves the Foot Clan and is killed along with his four sons by a man who will be reincarnated into Shredder, which is like the main villain of the Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. So that's what I'm reading right now. It's delightful. Um, I haven't read the OG run, but I would really like to get, there's like a really cool collected edition that I want to get. Um, so yeah, that's from 2011. Now, because you've been sad. I have been. So there is some good news. There's this thing on Netflix, the show called The Toys That Made Us. Mm -hmm. And there's an episode, obviously, on the Ninja Turtles, and they got Eastman and Laird together again. And I've only seen clips, but it's, like, pretty emotional. That was in 2019. They'd only had, um, it seems like, a few public meetups. That's what um, Matt with four Ts said. They'd only had, like, a few public meetups since that, but it didn't seem like, I mean, they haven't worked on things together. And then Mm -hmm. that year... There's a new project announced called The Last Ronin. And it's the first time one of them has worked on the Turtles in years. Uh, And the storyline was originally thought up in 1987. And it follows the continuity, which I didn't know until like I was researching this, that it follows the continuity of the original series. Um, What's really cool is that um, while Laird isn't working on it or didn't work on it, it was Eastman and Tom Waltz. Laird did give his blessing for them to take the story that he and Eastman had originally created like oh, that's nice. 20 plus years ago. And what is super fucking cool is this is what kind of reignited my love for the Turtles. And it's also this is the comic I have that I'm holding for this audio format is The Last Ronin, <laughs> issue one, first printing from IDW. Original cover price is $8.99. Ungraded in good condition, they're now worth like 60 ish dollars. Sometimes more, it fluctuates. Nice. A graded 9.8 is worth about $250. Damn. So I read The Last Ronin came out in 2019 but I don't I didn't read it until maybe 2021 or 2022 it is one of my favorite comics of all time oh wow so fucking good and like in a way that and that's the thing with like the Ninja Turtles is a lot of the stories are actually really good and you're like how am I taking this so seriously like it seems so silly but (laughs) it's because of like they just did such a good job with the writing and ultimately Mm -hmm. it's like the relationships between the brothers and splinter being like their adopted father um particularly like in in the last ronin i have this really cool quote it's pretty long but i'm going to read it because i think it is uh worth it it's from comic book resources and i forgot to credit i think this is eastman talking Nope, I think it's Waltz. Look, it's one of them. Anywho. It's one of those guys. So the premise of The Last Ronin is that all of the turtles but one have been killed. Splinter is dead. It's pretty much just like the worst case scenario. That Also, the turtles, they're all, well, the one who's remaining is much older. So he's not like as spry and capable. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty much on this mission of revenge like he's like i don't care if i die during this i want to avenge 
my brothers and my dad. And what I was really moved by is the fact that it's Mikey who is like the last one. Yeah. And so the reason it's Mikey, here's the quote. It says, the simple answer is that Mikey was the brother we figured nobody would expect. The happy, good-go-lucky party dude is now Rambo? What? Raph seemed too obvious. Leo wasn't far behind on the obvious scale. And Donnie seemed like somebody who would have gone more tech than conventional in his revenge. And we really wanted this to be a grunt story. Plus, Kevin really liked the idea that Mikey, who was the first TMNT ever drawn, was also the last to be alive. Thematically, Mikey gave us the opportunity to explore the irony of the one person in the family who never truly bought into the clan war aspect that exists at the foundation of their lives, being the only one left alive and stuck with the mission of ultimately winning said war or dying trying. Wow. That's cool that he was the first one ever drawn. Yeah, I didn't know that until I was reading this quote. So yes, it follows Michelangelo as he is haunted by the ghosts of his brothers, just like I said, trying to get revenge and to honor them. Uh, like I like I got emotional reading it. It's it's really really well done. Um, there is the Lost Years, which takes place. It came out after the Last Ronin, but it takes place before. And then they're making a Last Ronin two, which I have already added to my polls list at the comic shop. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. Is Ronin? What is the significance there? Is that their last name? No, no. So Ronin okay. is. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. Um. A Ronin is actually it's a, it's an actual term. Um, it's a samurai who has no lord or master. Okay. So it's kind of a perfect title because Michelangelo's master is dead, and he also no longer mm-hmm. has a family or a clan. He is all that's left. So the last Ronin okay. is a pretty like perfect title for that. You can, you're not going to, but if you wanted to cut where I asked if it was their last name. (laughs) I can if it makes you feel dumb. No, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'll share something too. I thought until about four years ago that hamster had a P in it. (laughs) I think you already shared that. (laughs) Why do I think... I don't know if it was actually on the podcast, though, but you shared that with me for sure recently. Mm. <laughs> no, it was on the podcast because, oh, shoot. yeah. So, you know, thanks. Thanks anyway, but you've already been vulnerable. It's my turn. <laughs> I have now. no more vulnerabilities left to share. Hamster was the last one. Just like Michelangelo Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have last names? No, which they joke okay. about in the... I can't remember if they joke about it in the cartoon because I just watched those and I watched the most recent animated movie. But in one of them, one or the other, they joke because they want to sign up for something. Oh, I think I think it was the animated. Uh, it was the movie that recently came out. They want to sign up for okay. something. And Michelangelo is like oh, they want a last name. I, I don't have a last name. So he just goes, he's like, I'll just split my name. So he goes like Mike Angelo. And then they make- <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> they make the joke because they go through, they're like, they go through like everybody's name and what their like little new name would be. And they give Leo <laughs> a lot of shit because they're like, Nardo. <laughs> and he's like, or it'd be Leon Ardo. Ardo's a cool last name, right guys? Ardo. <laughs> yeah, it's really- I think you should watch it. Like I said, I I think the girls are just really sensitive, it seems like, especially your oldest, that I think it would scare them. I think if they were older, they would find it really cool. But I would say it's – I thought they really captured, like, the teenager aspect really well. And there were some really great jokes. They talk about how, like – Like, Leonardo is trying to be the leader and everything, and his brothers want to keep staying out. And he's like, no, like, dad's going to worry. We need to get back home. And he's like, plus, we already went last week to see the Dell concert. And then, like, one of the brothers was like, it was transcendental. Like, it's just, they have, like, a lot of modern jokes, and it's very cute. And I kind of, I wonder 
to me, it sounded like the voice actors were actual teenagers. Okay. I suppose I could look it up. Um, this is relevant, I promise. Did you watch the Marvels? No, I really wanted to. Okay, well then it won't. I was going to ask you if, because the girls um, and we all just watched that like a week ago. And I was going to ask if you watched it to see like, okay, is it on the same level like as the turtle movie as far as like the girls handled that one? Do you know what I mean? So I was yeah. just trying to use it as like a comparison. Although, uh, sobbed at the end. Oh. And I mean, I didn't feel like it was that sad of an end. I can't, I mean, I don't want to give it away. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't even over like a death, but like she, she just, she sobbed. got into it. Oh, I love she that. Did. Does she like Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel and Photon now? Yeah, I can get her and it things. was. I thought it was a good movie. Now I don't always take your recommendations, but it's mostly because for whatever reason, when I get a recommendation, mm-hmm. I'm immediately overwhelmed. No, I get that. It's it's sort of like with all the podcasts. <laughs> it took what it was like two yeah. years for you to listen to MFM, and then it was I think like another two years to get you to listen to Morbid, and then it yeah. was only like six months with Red Handed because I think I built up. It's like I built up trust with true crime podcasts with yeah. you. And then you were like, okay, right. I'll listen to this. But no, I get it. I feel I get really overwhelmed, especially because like certain people in my life will make so many recommendations and it's just like too much. Yes. Or I'm like, I feel like I have so little time and I know what I like and I hate being disappointed by something. Mm-hmm. So whether it's your recommendation or something that I found on my own or whatever, if I start listening to something and I don't like it, then I'm like, well, that was just a huge waste of my time. Like, and this is why I only listen to the things I know I like over and over. And it's not a great way to live, (laughs) but that's why it takes me so long, even when you recommend stuff. And I'm like, okay, you've recommended a ton of stuff that I've ended up loving. And I mean, really, the worst that's going to happen is that I'm a little irritated that I wasted my time and yet it feels like such a monumental task to like start this new thing. And I'm like, oh, do I have time for another podcast relationship? <laughs> Just you know, I really I go into it with so much anxiety. No, I and it's so dumb. No, I totally, I totally get that because I have I also too categorize there are some people where I do not take their recommendations because I realize what they're recommending is just things they like, which might sound like yeah, no duh. But I'm like, no, no, no. I feel like when you give recommendations, you should be thinking of the person you're giving the recommendation to. Mm-hmm. So like I'll sometimes recommend things that I didn't particularly like, but I think this person will like. Mostly I yeah. recommend things I really like that I think somebody would like. It's why I fucking love Blue Eye Samurai. Yes, I know, Justin. It took me two months to watch it. I'm so sorry. I was anxious <laughs> for some reason about it and I didn't have Netflix because Kelsey's parents made us peasants. I watched that. I binged it in two days. It is one of my favorite series right now. I would not recommend it to you, not because it isn't brilliant, but I think, I feel like because you don't watch a lot of adult animation and action and stuff, like a lot of the brilliance of it would be lost on you and you would just be like this ain't for me i don't mean that and like you're dumb but you're just like there it, it pays <laughs> just really bad. i didn't know how to say it, but like it it references like lots of like kung fu and samurai and ninja movies and things like that and you would just be like what the fuck is that? like it's not for you so she thought i wouldn't understand her insulting me but i did. I didn't mean it. Like I just didn't know how else to say it. Not like that. <laughs> His brilliance would be lost. I need a T-shirt that says that, or I needed to say its brilliance was lost on me. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's stuff that's brilliance would be lost on me that you and mom recommend. No, because you're so smart. <laughs> also, you guys like mostly just recommend a lot of reality TV shows. Okay. No, see, you say you didn't mean to insult me. Now you're like, but you do only watch TLC. You do. So. I love reality. No, I, I really didn't mean that it's dumb. I'm just saying it's like referencing things that you don't like or care about. So you just be like, what the fuck is this? 
Should I cut all of that? <laughs> no, I think people should hear what you think of me. <laughs> I'm also trying to think of what smart show I watch. <laughs> I mean, and it's making me feel bad. No, look, I think it's so bullshitty that people think even their hobbies need to I don't know have some kind of like academic weight and I sometimes do that with reading and then I'm like no I fucking love I love fantasy and sci-fi sometimes I like the quote-unquote smart stuff but also some like I just read um a book that it's a fantasy murder mystery on a ship and Mm. The last quarter of the book was incredibly disappointing and I was really bummed about. But up until there, it was just the perfect, like, it was, it was like reading a game of Clue and it was just what I wanted in that, like, people keep getting picked off and, like, you're trying to, like, there's, you know, it's a contained mystery because there's only this many Uh people on the boat. And I was like, just, it was up until the last, like I said, quarter, it was exactly what I wanted. I wouldn't be like, man, this is like a really smart book that if I was like, if somebody was like, what are the best books you've ever read? But I'm like, you know what? It's just like, you should enjoy, you should just enjoy your time that you're not giving up your life uh, for a company that doesn't care about you. No, just think like if you drop dead right now, the company would be more worried about filling your position. Just remember that. Always remember that people do not have loyalty to a corporation Probably they wouldn't care because I'm so dumb. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm just never going to stop. There's a giant fish miniature. I'm painting it. Oh, I was like, what is that? It's a giant catfish miniature that I'm painting. Ew, I don't like catfish. Put it away, please. I don't like their whisker. No, no. Put it away, please. It's gone. Have you ever seen a carp? Sorry. Then we'll get back on track. Yeah, I've seen a carp. Have you seen those disgusting guys? Their mouths are yucko. Yeah, I've eaten them, I think. You're not supposed to eat Maybe them. Maybe I haven't They eaten don't taste them. good. Okay, then I haven't eaten them. I don't know. Yeah, don't eat a carp. No, they're yucky. They're like sucker fish. Oh, mouths. yeah. They're no, ugly. I've seen them. I have not eaten those. Yeah, they're terrible little things. Anyway, I'm so glad you have to edit this. <laughs> yeah, we. I think we wrapped up like 30 minutes ago, but we've just been booping and bopping. So, oh, well, I'm glad it was wrapped up at least because I'm like, oh, shoot, we really went off and you're going to have to like go in. (laughs) No, really, I I guess I didn't make it clear then that it it was done. But uh, like the last bit, I wanted to just end it on like the last Ronin because that's where the turtles are at right now. Mm hmm. That was it. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, that's I mean, that's really cool, though, that it's lasted from the 80s till now and it's still being kind of re not reinvented but like continued and you're able to still enjoy new stories and I yeah I think that's that's pretty amazing I'm only sad about the two creators like not being BFFs anymore that makes me really sad I uh it, it seems like their relationship is in a better place okay that's all that's what I hope for yeah that's all I want. Yeah, like Laird isn't working on uh, the last run in or anything, but he did give his blessing, and it seemed like their That's right. meeting on the toys that made us. It was emotional and lovely. I hope. I just have hopes. I guess. I don't know. Well, I'm glad you were so excited for that. I could tell that you were like wild in over there. Yeah. Teenage Ninja. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Yeah. That. Turtles. Um, Hold on. I do have another. Asked me. She was like, what does mutant mean? I was like, that's a good question. How do you describe that? So I went to Googs and it said something about like being a mutant or being mutated. And I'm like, again, you can't use the word in the definition. Yeah. You dumb bastards. So I wasn't really sure. I would. How to explain that to her. Say it's. It's usually like fantasy based, but like science fiction. And it's mm-hmm. where you're genetically altered, usually to have like superpowers or different abilities. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, I think if I maybe relate it to superpowers, that'll yeah help. But I'm like, oh, that's a good question. I don't. Yeah, it is. It is a difficult. There are so many words like that when you try and think about like how do like I understand what this means, but I don't know how to, especially for a nine or ten year old, explain it. But yeah, maybe if Mm -hmm. maybe if you relate it to superheroes and like your it's you know it's it's pretend usually (laughs) it's um but like science fiction you're modifying genes and like their genetics and giving them special abilities and powers like how the turtles were just animals but now they're like a combo of human and turtle I find that so interesting because my assumption again was that it was backwards it was teenagers that got oozed on and then it was like you're part turtle now so it's funny to me that like turtles now are like we have teenage angst and problems and do you know what yeah. I mean? Like is that weird? Uh no, I feel like it makes total sense, but that's just because I that's how I'm used to the turtles. Mhm. Okay, I think okay, cuz okay. I think if it was humans oozed on, you would have more of a daredevil or other like superhero situation. I feel like yeah. it makes more sense that they're going to be mutated from their little turtle form into something grander. Well, I'm going to write a comic. Okay. About teenagers that get oozed on <laughs> and turn into. Yeah, we got. I, I'll do a cats for. Beep, okay. I also feel like we need to stop the- talking about minors being oozed on because it sounds really oh, creepy. Okay. 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 Oh, yeah. I didn't mean it that way. I r- individuals. <laughs> individuals of a consenting ooze age. <laughs> and they'll be ninja kitties. Meow, 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 meow. Okay, that's all. Okay. I Thank you for listening. Yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> listening to you speak. Me too. <laughs> listening to you speak. Excellent. Let's listen to each other speak again next <laughs> week or at the end of this week a date swag city mm-hmm. okay bye dum dum <laughs> oh ob <laughs> bye <laughs>